Blog Talk Radio. We're here, God, because your promise has been fulfilled in us. We're here, God, because when we seek you, we find you. God, when we ask, we receive. When we knock on the door, you answer it. Your word is alive. Your word is alive today. It is truth. It is everything.
Welcome to Prayer International Radio. I am your host, Sean Holmberg, for the night. Our call-in number is 619-638-8458. If you need prayer for anything, please give us a call. We have a chat room open at blogtalkradio.com forward slash prayer international. Or if you cannot make it to the telephone, you can always call, you can always email us at prayerinternational at gmail.com. And then we can pray with you on the air. Um, so this is our Monday um, afternoon broadcast. Uh, it's been one of those very, very, at least for me, it's been a very, very, very long weekend um, living through the grace of God. Um, and um, my actual AC went out um, over the weekend. And so you can imagine, um, li- I live in um, Dallas, Texas, and it gets very, very, very hot. Um, not as hot as hell it's going to be for some people, but it still gets very hot in Texas when you don't have an um, air condition running. But, you know, the Lord's glorified, and he's gracious and merciful, and his strength is sufficient. And um, or his grace is sufficient His strength is made perfect in our weakness um, And so to start this um, broadcast off right Father Father we yield the, this broadcast completely and entirely into your hands Holy Spirit we ask that you would have your way In this broadcast and in the lives of every single listener tonight Father, we ask that you would magnify your work tonight, that you would uh, exalt the name of Jesus Christ in our midst tonight, that you would confirm your work with signs and wonders, Lord, that for every person listening, um, whether live or by the archive, Father, that you would meet them at the point of their need, Father, meet them at the point of their faith. Lord, um, remove every hindrance that would prevent us um, from hearing your voice clearly tonight, Father. Lord, we ask that for anybody out there who is in need of healing, Lord, that you would miraculously heal them in the name of your Son, Jesus Christ, Father, according to your word, Lord. And tonight we stand upon your word, Father. We come together, Father, agreeing that your word is true, regardless of what um, any of our circumstances may say. So, Father, we magnify and we glorify your name in your name alone. Jesus.
Welcome back to Prayer International Radio. Our call in number 619-638-8458. If you um, need prayer for something tonight, um, feel free to give us a call. Um, so we're going to, at least for the first hour, I don't know how long the broadcast is going to last tonight, um, maybe an hour, maybe two, pretty much just depends on whatever God does um, at any moment. Um, so we'll play a little bit more worship in a minute. Um, you know, one thing about this um, broadcast that um, me and Chris have been doing for, well, it's been almost seven, eight months now, Um you know, it's um, we've always um, how do I put it? Attempted to be as real as possible with you, and um, as real as possible with um, the kingdom of God and with the Word of God. Um, not because we have it all together or have perfect lives, but because we um, live lives um, where we, um, for the most part. For the most part, trust God in pretty much everything that happens in our lives, um, and um, continually um, strive to know Him and to learn from Him and to um, hear from the Holy Spirit. Um, but you know, um, we're still real people, and um, all of us are. And, you know, one thing I've learned um, a lot over the last um, eight months is that, um, you know, people go to church all the time. And um, and um, they go to church to be glorified, to be edified, to hear, from the, to hear the word of God, to worship the Lord. But, you know, more and more I'm, um, no, when I say this, I'm not saying you shouldn't go to church. I'm, I'm never going to tell you that. Um, but more and more, I'm learning the value of the personal relationship with God that comes um, outside of a congregation and that comes outside of a um, group of people. It's just that it happens one-on-one -on -one with you and the Lord. Because when um, things happen, um, and you're, you're faced with obstacles, um, that's where the test really comes down to as far as whether you believe the Lord or not or whether you're going to trust the Lord or not. It's easy for me to sit up here in front of you and um, say to trust the Lord and believe Him. And um, But it's another thing to actually live it and walk it, and it, and it really is. Um, and, you know, just like many of you... Um, you know, there's days I can go almost the whole day so caught up in work and, and life and my four children um, that there's times I may barely have a few minutes um, that I actually spend with the Lord. Um, and, you know, sometimes these broadcasts are the first moment I actually have to get into the Word of God. Um, but, you know, I say that to be as real as possible and as honest as possible to you about this this walk with God. Um, in the last, um, I guess, 72 hours, um, the window in my wife's car broke and fell and went and rolled down, and so we had to take it in the shop. Our air condition went out. We found out that um, 
CPS not paying for the child care of our our foster child, and you know, um, I guess that might be um, that seems really minuscule, but you know, um, on top of everything else that happened in the last um, 72 hours, it's like me and my wife were sitting outside, and it's like, you know, God, what else could possibly happen? And it's like literally every day. Oh, and then like today, um, we got a call saying that. They had a mix-up in where our um, six-year-old was supposed to go after school, whether she was going to the daycare or going to the after-school care they have at school. And so, you know, it, you know, there's times in your life where you are literally just sitting back in amazement of how much bad, how many bad things can really just happen, and um, how many frustrating things can happen. And you know, that's where it comes down to being unmovable in your faith and in your belief in the Lord when um, no matter what happens and no matter what comes your way, um, even though you could be in tears or tearing, trying to, wanting to tear your hair out or punch a wall or whatever else, um, deep down inside, you still know him and you're still rooted and grounded in the truth of the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. Um, unshaken um, And I think partly that's what Jesus meant When he talked about building your house On um, A solid foundation um, So that way when the winds come When the waves roar um, You don't get um, swept away You don't get blown away um, You don't get frustrated and just quit You want to quit But you don't quit Because something deep inside of you um, Hope Keeps telling you that the word of God is true And where he said He'll never leave you nor forsake you And though you may have absolutely No clue um, What's happening in life Or why things happen it, um, In the end it doesn't matter Because you know That he's still king He's still lord um, The beginning and the end The first and the last And you know I could sit here all night And quote five million scriptures to you about the word of God and what the word of God said. Um, but in the end, you know, he's real and he doesn't change and his love is, you know, it'd be stupid for me to even really sit here and try to explain the love of God to you because it's beyond comprehension. Um, you know, it's in Corinthians, there's a whole chapter that talks about love and it's a type of love that um, we don't usually see in the world. Um, it almost is like a fairy tale type of love. Um, love never fails. Um, thinks no evil. Um, things like that. Things that you just don't normally see, but they're all attributes of this God that we serve. And um, there's nothing like Him in heaven and earth. There will never be anybody like him And um, At the least And the most I could say is that Is that um, You know he is faithful um, You may not have answers And you may not be able to get answers um, But he is faithful He's faithful to keep his word To you and to your life um, No matter what you're going through um, My life has been An absolute hell of a lesson um, four to five days and but it doesn't matter because I know that you know he was Lord 
on Friday before um, all hell broke out. And he's still Lord today. And that hasn't changed. Um, our emotions change. Our opinions change. Our feelings change. Um, we have highs and lows and um, all sorts of varied emotions, which is why we don't really go by our emotions. We don't live in the flesh based on the emotions and the fleeting um, changes that happen in our personalities and our thoughts. But we stay focused and grounded upon the Word of God. Um, and, you know, once He's made an impression in your heart, once He's made an impression in your life, once you've um, tasted of the goodness of God, then you can never be the same. Um, you're forever changed, forever touched by the hand of the living God. So, um, you know, he is unbelievably amazing. And his compassion and his love and his long-suffering, which means patience, and in his faithfulness, always wanting more for you than you want for yourself, always wanting better for you than you even believe that you deserve or you believe that's even possible. Um, you know, it's something I, it's a theme I notice in my life with him all the time is that um, we think completely differently. Um, I see screw-ups and um, mistakes, and he sees uh, a word that he spoke over my life. He sees a plan that he laid out before I was even born. And he has more faith in his plan at times than I do. Um, but that's good because, you know, the Bible says in Isaiah, his ways are higher than our ways and his thoughts are higher than our thoughts. And, you know, we we sometimes strive to try to comprehend how God's going to work things out when we can barely actually comprehend ourselves. We can barely understand why we do things, and um, but He knows us completely and um, intimately. Um, you know, the Bible says that the very hairs on your head are numbered. Um, every atom of your body is numbered by the Lord, and He knows you more completely than you'll possibly ever know yourself. And so when he says that he'll never leave you nor forsake you, and when he says that um, he's faithful to you, he means it. He says, my word will not return void to me, but it'll accomplish that for which I sent it. And he said that he'll complete the work he started until the day of Christ. You know, even in the Old Testament, um, the Lord said, I know the thoughts I think for you, thoughts of good and not of evil, to give you a future and a hope. Jesus said that he was the good shepherd. He said that I've come that you may have life and have it more abundantly. And um, sometimes it's just a matter of perspective. Um trying to see things through his eyes and see what's on the other side of the mountain, what's on the other side of this army. Um, a lot of times we see armies and we cower in fear, forgetting um, who it is we serve and forgetting the power of the blood of the cross. And we tend to um, run backwards instead of pressing forward, knowing that he is... Um, 
conqueror. He, we are victorious through him. And, you know, the Bible says greater is he that's in us than he that's in the world. And, you know, sometimes armies seem big, but our God is bigger. And, you know, sometimes we got to look past what's on the other side of the obstacle to see the glory that the Lord's wanting to bring us into. Um, so, anyway, this is Prayer International Radio. Our calling number is 619-638-8458. If you need prayer for something, give us a call, and we will be right back.
Welcome back to Prayer International Radio. Our call in number 619-638-8458. You know, um, I would have never known how to pray for someone who was sick if I had never read it in Scripture. I... um, I've had the amazing privilege through the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ to pray for people who have um, been in hospitals and um, in various situations and seen the Lord heal them. Um, People who were on their deathbeds who the Lord's raised back up and healed. not once because I was the best person that could have walked in the room to pray for the people. Um, I'm certainly not. Um, I could list um, a whole lot more people who are far more qualified um, or have more faith at times than I do. Um, but I know the Bible says by his stripes we're healed. And to lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. And so as simple it is, as it is, is as simple as you do it. And Chris, in the same way, has had um, many, has been blessed many times to pray for people who've been healed. And, um, you know, um, if you ever want to know the Lord's opinion about something, um, Go through the scriptures until you um, find out what the Lord said about it. Um, you know, there's many. We have a guest in our chat room named Amy, who um, I don't even know how old she is, um, and it doesn't matter. Um, but she's wanting to get pregnant, and um, so. We're going to agree and we're going to pray for her to get pregnant. And, um, you know, the Bible, um, um, people getting pregnant is one of those first miracles that happens in the Bible over and over again. All throughout Genesis, um, women who's, who, for whatever reason, couldn't conceive and the Lord would open up their wombs and they would um, have children. Um so it's completely inside the character of God to um, help people get pregnant and have children. I mean, Abraham himself and his wife Sarah conceived when they were very, very old. Beyond The Bible says Sarah was beyond the age of even having children, which gets into a bunch of stuff about women that we're really not going to get into. Um, as because I'm a guy and I just don't want to get into it. Anyway, the point is is that physically Sarah couldn't give, couldn't have children, but God has never really much cared about um, what the physical restraints were in this world when it comes to fulfilling his word. Because his word always supersedes anything that we can perceive with our natural senses. Um, so... 
that being said, um, I believe that the Lord God can and will help Amy um, get pregnant and to um, open up her womb to give to have a child, if not more than one. Um, so, Amy, I want you to just put one of your hands on your stomach and everybody out there who's listening in our audience um, disagree and we're going to agree and ask the Lord to create life in her. Um, not like right now, um, as far as like a two, uh, like her being ready to give birth in 10 seconds, but you know what I mean, the whole purpose of it. Um, so... Father, <laughs> this is so simple for you. And I know that you can already see her children, even up to years before their conceived father. And so, Lord, your word declares that if we ask anything in your name, you will do it. You said that if we know that you hear us, we know that we have the petitions which we ask. And Jesus, you also said to ask in faith, not doubting. You said whatever things you ask in prayer, believing you will have the things you ask. Just like the woman with the issue of blood who knew that if she would just touch you, she would be made whole. So, Father, in the name of your Son, Jesus Christ, Lord, Jesus, we ask right now in your name to open up Emory's womb, Father, so that she can conceive children, Lord. Father, we ask for a multiplied blessing, Father, and these children being conceived, Father, through her, Lord. Father, that you would bless her and her husband, Father. Lord, that these would be children of promise, Father. Lord, that these would be children called by your name, Father, set apart and sanctified for you, Father. Lord, we ask that you would provide everything possibly needed, Lord, for these children, um, Lord. Father, and... Oh, Father, thank you, Jesus, for creating life, Lord. Father, thank you for speaking forth the word and creating a plan for these children, Father, even before they're born, Father, for you already know their names, Lord. You already know their names, their hair color, their eye color, Father. And every aspect of their bodies has already been fashioned and planned by you, Lord. Father, so we give you glory and honor. Father, we give you praise. Jesus, your name alone is exalted. Father, thank you for helping Amy conceive, Father. Lord, thank you for bringing life and opening up her womb, Father. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> I don't know why I keep seeing twins. They could be twins. They may not be. But anyway, um, you know, 
there's really not much you can't ask the Lord for um, within reason. Um, the Bible says, if you ask anything according to His will, um, and, you know, it, it's an interesting, not really a lesson, um, something me and Chris talk about quite a bit, is that the Bible says that He gives us the desires of our hearts. Um, but I think, and it says, there's in this other scripture that says we have the mind of Christ, Paul said. And I think the one thing those two scriptures have in common is the fact that the more time you spend with the Lord Jesus, um, the more time you're in his presence, the more you're in the word of God, then you start to become like him. Um, you start to think like him. You start thinking the word of God. It's not just something where you have to go search for a scripture, but the scripture is just already hidden inside of you because you've read them so much and you've spent so much time with the Lord that you're familiar with his presence. You're familiar with the leading of the Holy Spirit. You're familiar with that still small voice that's tugging you in one direction or the other. And so that your desires literally start to mimic his and when um, the Bible says that we have the mind of Christ, you know, I think it gets to a place where you can start thinking like him um, through the Holy Spirit. I mean, I literally think that you can be, become so much like like him and that your nature and this new life that we live in, um, you know, the Bible says if anyone is in Christ, he's a new creation. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. And I think the biggest problem that most Christians have is they don't really, either they don't understand that verse or they don't believe the verse, one of the two, because they don't um, really see themselves as new, as new creatures in Christ Jesus. They don't, um, they see themselves as the this old, lifeless um, person, not feeling redeemed and not feeling sanctified, even though that's not what the Bible says. Um, because they don't always feel it. They don't always um, sense it. So it's hard to believe. But, you know, sometimes it doesn't matter what you feel. Sometimes it doesn't matter what you see. Sometimes it doesn't matter. Um, you know, for the most part, it really doesn't even at that sometimes matter what you even believe. All that matters is what the Bible says. Um, because, you know, there's plenty of people out there who don't believe that Jesus Christ is the Lord, but sooner or later their, their knees are going to bow and they'll claim that he, and they'll proclaim that he is when they see him for the first time. And, you know, when the Bible talks about walking in faith, you know, it's hard. It's, it's not easy. And it's, um, it, it, it never is because, you have to go beyond everything that you've ever learned in your life about how things work. Um, but because honestly, I mean, you walk down the street, you see someone in a wheelchair who's paralyzed from the waist down. And, you know, part of my language was the first thought that most people think is, okay, that really sucks. Um, they're screwed. Um, that's horrible. But, you know, the Bible says that you could walk up to that person, lay hands on him, and in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, you can command those lame legs to be healed and made whole and restored. And that person can get up and walk. 
not because you have you're really amazing, but because that's what the Word of God says. Because the Bible says that by His stripes we are healed, and that on the cross of Calvary Jesus reigned victorious over death, hell, and the grave, and that all the authority was given to Him, which He said that He um, declared unto us when He made us ambassadors of reconciliation, reconciling the world unto God. And, you know, the Bible says, and I say this like almost every single time we have um, a broadcast, um, the Bible says we are seated in heavenly places and we have been blessed with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus. And, you know, sometimes we got to get past what we see and start looking to see what he sees and to see his perspective on the situation. Because, you know, you see a mountain that's in front of you, and you're really small, and we are. Um, and we see these huge, huge mountains of obstacles, and we don't know how we'll ever get over them. But the point is, it's not your job to get over them. It's your job to trust the Lord to remove the mountain, or to get you over the mountain, or get you around the mountain, or whatever it takes. You know, Jesus said you could say to this mountain, be removed and cast to the sea, and if you didn't doubt, it would be. But you know, some of us don't always have that much faith, and so sometimes still we have to trust in the Lord that he'll do it. Um, you know, I, I hate sometimes telling you the same, telling the same stories over and over again, but, you know, some of the stories in the Bible are um, so amazingly powerful. Um, as far as how they relate to our lives and our walks, and our relationships with the Lord. And, you know, literally the story of Peter walking on the water to Jesus is like the epitome of the Christian life. You know, we all start off in this um, boat longing and longing and waiting and waiting for the Lord Jesus Christ, um, wanting to see him, wanting to be in his presence. And then out of the blue, um, we see him and he calls our names. And we still don't believe it. And so we have to keep asking. Even though, and then, you know, and Peter saw Jesus and he said, if it's you, command me to come to you on the water. Like, Jesus was going to have any problem having Peter come to him. He just, for some reason, didn't really understand at that point. And, you know, of course, Jesus is like, come. And so Peter gets so excited he's going to go see the Lord Jesus that he jumps out on the boat. He jumps out of the boat, jumps onto the water, starts running toward the Lord, and doesn't even stop to consider the fact that he's on water. All the principles and laws of and the laws of physics as far as how the universe and how this earth works completely went out the window. When Peter was walking in faith When his eyes were focused upon the Lord See, you know, his faith didn't have to be In the, his ability to walk on water And most people don't get that His faith didn't have to be In his ability not to, to be able to walk on water His faith only had to be In the Lord Jesus Christ And that Jesus said come Peter said I'm going to come And that's all that mattered That's where his faith was is that the Lord told me to come and I'm going to. And that was it. Everything else was completely out the window. Until Peter stopped and had a minute to think. 
And he took his eyes off the Lord. And he started looking around. And he's like, oh, wow, there's waves there. And I'm not in the boat anymore. And there's water under my feet. How in the world am I doing this? I shouldn't be doing this. I can't do this. Um, who am I that I should be walking on the water? And, you know, I've had a lot of us actually think that many, many times. Um, but second, his eyes and his faith and his focus turned away from the Lord. And he started looking inside at, his, at himself and at his own abilities. He began to sink begin to sink. And the reality was, because he realized the truth, that he had no power to walk on water on his own. And so the truth that he started paying attention to was the flesh. But the Bible says we don't walk according to the flesh, but we walk according to the Spirit. And so Peter began to sink. And rightly he should have. Because in that moment, he was no longer operating in the realm of God's dominion and of the knowledge of the Father. He all of a sudden started walking in his own knowledge and his own understanding. And you know, we do that all the time. We rush out to the Lord and completely excited and completely joyous and happy. Um, and then we stop. And we're like, okay, the Lord got us this far. He got us out of the boat, but now what am I going to do? And the problem is, is the minute you say, what am I going to do? You, then the next obvious statement is, there's absolutely nothing I can do. And you begin to sink. And you start to cry out like Peter did. Lord, save me. And even though we never had to sink, we could have kept walking toward him. It's human nature, and so we cry out to the Lord. And, you know, he's faithful. He always has been. He always will be. And when Peter cried out, the Lord reached down and grabbed him and brought him back up onto solid ground, which was the water they were walking on, solid ground, because Jesus said it was. Anything else is irrelevant. What the story doesn't say is how they got back in the boat. <laughs> because Peter was far enough along that he actually um, was able to sink, which means they had to actually get back to the boat. So they, I'm assuming, um, either Jesus snapped his fingers and they were immediately in the boat, or they had this nice little stroll back to it. And I can assume that Peter not one time took his eyes off the Lord Jesus the whole way back. You know, faith is operating in a realm beyond human comprehension. It doesn't matter how the bill is going to get paid. As long as you know the person who's in charge of paying it, which is the Lord. You know, he'll provide a way to provide for your needs. He'll provide a way to provide for your healing. He'll provide a way to provide for your peace and your security and your safety. And, you know, sometimes we need to stop trying to figure out how he's going to do it and just keep our eyes on him, 
knowing that he knows himself. Because we don't need to know all the little details. We think too much, and when we think too much, we usually end up turning our eyes back to ourselves and putting ourselves in the equation when we shouldn't be. Um, But all we need to do is keep our eyes on the Lord Jesus Christ. Keep our eyes on the Word of God. Like it says in the book of Habakkuk, to stand your watch and wait to see what the Lord will say to me. Um, The Bible says he leads us beside the still waters. He makes us lie down in green pastures. You know, sometimes you've got to be listening to him so that when he starts leading you and he starts drawing you in a certain direction, you're willing to go. Because you may not be able to see the green pastures. You may not be able to see the still waters. But that doesn't mean that he can't. You know, sometimes just trusting him is enough. Sometimes when you don't have the answer, just trusting in who he is is enough. And we believe that he is the Lord, the Son of God, our Savior, our Redeemer, our Shepherd, the author and the finisher of our faith, the beginning and the end, the first and the last, the Alpha and the Omega. Our High Priest, our Intercessor, our Redeemer, and our Shepherd. This is Prayer International Radio. Our call-in number 619-638-8458. Majesty, worship His majesty, unto Jesus be all glory, power, and Tonight, Lord, 
We want to see you, not as a lamb, but we want to worship you as that lion of Judah, the king above all kings. Thank you. Thank you for your presence. We bow before you. We acknowledge you. We honor you. King of kings and Lord of lords. Father, 
Lord, your word declares that you do nothing unless you first reveal it to your servants, the prophets, Lord. So, Father, Lord, I, um, Father, I ask that you would start revealing to them the thoughts and intents of your hearts, Father. That you would start laying out your, um, your blueprints, your battle plans for your kingdom to them, Lord. So, Father, that they would have discernment and um, guidance on how you want them to pray, Father, for what you want them to pray, Lord. Lord, make them watchmen for your kingdom, Lord. Make them night watchmen, Father. Lord, um, standing up on the wall, Lord, waiting to hear your voice, Father, waiting to hear the trumpet and the sound of your return, Father, so that they can proclaim to the nations that you are coming, Father, which you are. Um, you know, it, it's interesting. Um, Jesus is coming back. And if you look out in the world, it really doesn't look like it. Um, but he is. And any moment, a trumpet will sound and we will be with the Lord. Um, that quickly um, standing before him and we'll stand there looking at the lamb who was slain before the foundation of the world being able to see the nails that were or seeing the holes in his hand from the nails seeing the holes in his feet seeing the hole in his side and we will fall down and cry, Holy, Holy, Holy is the Lord God Almighty, who was and is and is to come. And the day is fast approaching. For the Lord to be glorified. And he already is.
Welcome back to Prayer International Radio. Our call-in number, once again, 619-638-8458. Um, right, so we're going to do something pretty weird here, um, or pretty strange. Um, and um, earlier we were praying for Amy um, to have children and um, I know that she's not the only person listening right now, um, whether live or on the archive, who um, is in the same situation. Um, so for anybody out there right now who's been wanting to have children and for whatever reason hasn't been able to, you know, um, the enemy... comes to still kill and destroy, but Jesus said that he's coming that we have, may, may have life and have it more abundantly. And every life that's born is a soul that can praise the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. And so, um, so if you want to have children and the doctors have said you can't or you haven't had any luck or whatever else, um, Put your hand on your stomach, and we're going to all um, trust the Lord. Father, in your name, Lord. Father, right now in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, Father, we command these wounds to be opened. Lord, in the name of Jesus, Father, we thank you for your blood, Father. Father, right now, Lord, we, we Father, ask that you would enlarge, Father. Enlarge the vision, Father. Enlarge the vision, Lord. Enlarge the vision, Father, faith and believing, Father, and their trust in you, Father. Lord, any curse, Father, of the enemy, Father, we rebuke it off of them in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Satan, we rebuke you and say that you have no authority over children of God. And we command you to loose them and let them go in the name of Jesus. Father, we ask, Lord, through your grace, Father, through your mercy, through your word, Father, that you will open these wombs, Father, in the name of your Son, Jesus Christ, Lord. Lord, that these women will all be able to conceive and give birth, Father. Lord, offer your praise, offer your glory, Lord, offer your honor, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. You know, um... You know, sometimes we ask the Lord things and we don't know how he's going to do it or when he's going to do it. But all that's really important is just knowing that he can do it and he will. Um, and believing in him to be true to his word and faithful to his word. Um, so this is Prayer International Radio. Um, we're going to play another worship song and then we're going to wrap it up for the night. We'll be back tomorrow at um, 9 o'clock like normal. Um, in the meantime, if you need prayer between now and then, um, you can always email us at prayerinternational at gmail.com. Um, and we'll leave our chat room open for a little bit. And so, um, so now we're having more people show up, and so now I'm almost one thinking that we should stay in longer. Um, so, anyway, call in number 619-638-8458. Um, 
619-638-8458. So we'll play the song, and we may be back, we may not be back. We'll just see what the Holy Spirit does.
effective? What makes you think that you can control him? Or why are you trying to control him? And um, to the effect of what did I actually think I would be able to control anything about how he acts? And, you know, the truth is the only thing that we can really control is ourselves. And, you know, in this world, um, whether it's people we work with, whether it's our own family, our own children, our spouses, um, whatever it is, um, we walk in the Spirit, um, trusting the Lord, um, not only for our salvation, but for our everything. You know, the Bible says that He has forever perfected those who are being sanctified. Um, and that he'll complete the work you started until the day of Christ. It says that we behold as in a mirror the glory of the Lord and are being changed into the same image from glory to glory, even as by the Spirit of the Lord. And, you know, through um, patience, through um, the presence of the Father, through having our mind renewed by the Word of God, through spending time in the Word of God, we start developing those characteristics of the fruit of the Spirit. Um, and we start seeing the way the Lord actually is. Um, we start seeing the stark contrast between our natural reaction and His. Um, you know, we talked about love earlier, um, and how in Corinthians it says that love um, suffers long and is patient and is kind. Love never fails. Um, something that we, for the most part, lack because we don't understand the true meaning of love. Um, like words like covenant, um, something that most of us have barely um, begun to really comprehend the permanency and the everlasting commitment that the word covenant means when the Lord says that he will make a covenant with us. Um, you know, when I talked earlier, we were talking about the Lord being faithful to keep his word and being faithful to his word. And his idea of faithfulness is far different than our own. Our idea of faithfulness is usually we're faithful until we don't want to be. Um, his faithfulness is from everlasting to everlasting um, until the end. He said, I'll never leave you nor forsake you. And his definition of never is never. Um, you know, the Bible says that he is faithful and true. He is a faithful high priest in all things um, concerning his children, his body, his bride, the church of the living God. And, you know, we can see through um, our relationship with him and even through our relationship with, the, with other people how the Lord perceives them, and then through that, how the Lord perceives us, and the complete difference in it. Um, and, you know, I would never understand the patience of a father had I not been a father. I would never understand the commitment of a husband if I had not been a husband, and if I wasn't. And, you know, so, but we're constantly needing to be renewed in the spirit of our mind. We're constantly needing to be reminded of who we are in Christ Jesus. You know, James said that, talked about a man who saw himself in the mirror and then walked away and immediately forgot who he was. 
And you know, at times we need to go back to the Word of God to remember who we are and where we stand and whom we belong to. You know, there's a story of the prodigal son who um, decided he wanted to leave his father's home and go off and take all his um, inheritance and go live wildly. And then sooner or later, um, he came back to his father. Um, the funny thing is, is that, um, you know, the son who stayed was upset when his younger brother returned because his father threw him a feast. Like the Bible says, there's rejoicing in heaven when one sinner comes to repentance. And, you know, Jesus said if there was a hundred sheep and one was lost, he would leave the 99 to go for the one. And, you know, so the son that stayed home was upset that his father threw his younger son a feast. And the father said, well, you know, everything I have is already yours. Um, the problem is, is that the older son had, didn't realize his place, didn't realize what he already had. The younger son who left, you know, though he left and was out trying to live on his own and um, failing miserably at trying to do things on his own, his identity as a son of his father never changed. Regardless of where he went or where he went, regardless of how far he went, his identity never changed as being the beloved of his father. And we too, regardless of how far we go, regardless of what we do, our identity in him never changes. You know, sometimes we just have to be reminded of the fact that we are children of God. The Bible says, Behold what manner of love the Father has bestowed upon us, that we should be called children of God. And so, you know, we have a tendency to read the scripture and get an image of ourselves and this picture in our head of who we are in Christ Jesus. And, you know, the Bible says that we're no longer strangers and foreigners, but fellow citizens of the saints and members of the household of God, having been built on the foundation of the apostles and prophets, Jesus Christ, Jesus Christ himself being the chief cornerstone. And, you know, we read words like that and the scripture and we get an idea of who we are, but then we go out into the world and we quickly forget who we are. And so we start um, walking in the ways of the world and not in the ways of the Spirit. And so we need to continually strive to walk in the Spirit, to continually keep the Lord Jesus in our mind, to constantly, like Paul said, to pray without ceasing. Um, not that we don't fall, not that we don't make a mistake, but that we don't forget who we are and we don't forget whom we belong to. Anyway, um, this is Prayer International Radio. Our call in number six one nine six three eight eight four five eight. Um we are gonna play another worship song and then we're gonna wrap it up for the night. We'll be back tomorrow night at nine o'clock. And so Father, in the name of your Son, Jesus Christ, Lord, Father, we ask for grace and peace among all the people who are listening tonight, Father, that you would reveal yourself to them, Lord, that you would open up their spiritual eyes and their spiritual ears, Father. Open up their eyes and their heart that they would be flooded with light, Father, so that they would all know what is the hope of their calling in you, Father. 
Lord, that you would begin to open up their spiritual ears to hear your voice, Father, to sense and discern the leading of your Holy Spirit in their life, Father, so they can fully comprehend, Father, when your voice is leading them, Father. For you said that your sheep hear your voice and the voice of a stranger that they wouldn't follow. Father, and so in all things we give you praise and honor, Lord. Jesus, we give you glory. For you alone are worthy um, of all our praise, Jesus. Mm-hmm. 